Hello beautiful, welcome to Conscious Conversations, I'm your host Pia Kempe and today's episode is about empathy um, and its shadow expression which is hyper empathy. When I say shadow expression I really mean when empathy goes a little bit too far because it can go a little bit too far and it, it can become something that is more harmful for us than good. Um, and I want to start by saying that I think empathy is a superpower. Being able to sense other people's emotions, their emotional states, um, the ability to understand where other people are coming from. And um, for many, many of us, empathy goes as far as, as sensing other people's emotional states without them even communicating it or showing it externally. Um, I'm definitely one of these people where um, my close, close, <laughs> people close to me don't even always have to tell me what's going on with them. Um, I sense their emotional states without them sharing it with me or showing anything, any kind of external projection of how they're feeling. Um, and I know a lot of, especially women, share this trait with me. Um, and as I said, it is a beautiful trait. It's definitely helpful in many situations where we're socializing with people and and in general living in community and and um, being in contact with other people and also in a in a work context, like if you work with clients or colleagues, um, and you're able to kind of sense where they're at so it, it is definitely a superpower um, but what I want to focus on today is when empathy goes a little bit too far and when it it becomes um, I guess problematic for us and this is something that I've definitely experienced and I just want to give you an example of how this shows up so for example, um, I would walk into a room previously, a few years ago, and I would start picking up other people's emotional states. I, I would do this unconsciously, but I, I would be feeling good walking into a room and happy and excited about the day. And then my body just subconsciously starts picking up <laughs> other people's emotional states that weren't necessarily as as good as mine were and I would again subconsciously just this would completely shift my mood from a happy excited positive one to a sad one or angry one um, and before I understood what was going on I would just go through these like this emotional roller coaster every day and for example, office environments were really difficult for me because I was surrounded by people um, and just my body was just picking up <laughs> these emotional states without me really understanding what is going on. Um, and overall, I would feel really exhausted at the end of the day um, because um, living in an emotional roller coaster is exhausting and and getting these like intense feelings of grief or anger or distress or anxiety um, would feel exhausting um, and 
yeah, especially living like I was living in London and I would walk on the street and and I would get home and I'm like, I am exhausted. I, I just, I did not know what was going on. So I worked on this quite a lot and started to understand what was going on with this hyper empathy and what, um, what happens when we're in a state of hyper empathy. Um, and this is often something we've learned from our childhood. Um, we've done this our whole life. So actually recognizing that it's happening is not the easiest thing. But what happens is that we've learned to constantly scan our environment for um, emotional cues. And we do this, as I said, subconsciously. Um, and then we, we pick up on these emotional signals from other people and take them on as if they were our own. And there's also an element of um, wanting to make sure that everybody is feeling good, that our friends are feeling good and they're happy and our family and our loved ones are feeling good and doing whatever we can and helping and, and um, supporting everybody so that they would feel good. Um, and I guess the, the easiest way, I'm just going to go through a few examples of how this shows up, um, both for me and my clients and different people that I've worked with and chatted with about hyper empathy, to just give you a better understanding of like, how does this show up and what kind of behaviors are, can be linked to hyper empathy. So the first one is going to the level of other people and feeling their feelings for them. And what I mean by that is that, okay, as I said, um, you may be in a, if we take emotional state from one to 10, where 10 is the highest, one is the lowest. So you're at a level eight, and then you meet a friend who's at level two. Um, and if someone's hyper empathetic and unaware of this hyper empathy that they have, they automatically shift their emotional state from that eight to that two. So what that essentially means is that their emotional state is very much dictated or um, controlled by the people in their environment. And they, and they kind of, or we, <laughs> or you kind of do this out of solidarity. So it's like, okay, my friend is in distress, so I'm going to go to her level in solid solidarity. And what often also happens is that we then um, almost take on our friend's emotions um, to help them out. We feel their feelings for them. We try to feel their feelings for them. And this is something that often comes up for me in body work. So when I go and get energy healing and my healer would say something like, oh, now you've you've taken on someone else's emotions again and we do this to make them feel better um <laughs> and we take them on it's not ours and then we store it in our bodies and I know this is not something that you can you can see necessarily um but the way I would um kind of <laughs> explain this because I've now started to recognize like what is my emotions and what is someone else's emotions um, but it feels like okay someone in my environment is sad 
And then I just start feeling sad and I start holding, holding on to that sadness and I, I have it in my body. Um, and it kind of brings me down. Another example of hyperempathy is um, trying to save other people. So again, seeing a friend who is in distress and really going above and beyond to save them from this distress, to bring them out of this distress. Um, and what is often linked to this kind of savior complex is that we seek our sense of worthiness from saving someone else. So we're like, oh, I was able to help this person get out of this situation or this emotion. Now I feel better. I feel worthy because I was able to help them. This is definitely something I um, recognize very well where I would really like people would turn to me and I would really enjoy helping them and get a lot of um, validation and self, self-worth self from being able to help people. And again, I'm not saying this is all bad, like helping people is a very positive trait, <laughs> I would say. Um, but when it comes from this place of like, okay, let me help them um, to validate myself, it again kind of leans into that shadow expression of like, is is this really does this come from a place of being of service or does this come from a place of um kind of codependency and validation um third example is a lack of boundaries and people pleasing and how this often shows up is that we give 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 and we're there for people and they can call us at any time and we would drop everything to help someone or always be open to listening regardless of how tired we are or regardless of of our own emotional state um and then also kind of feeling often feeling in relationships like the relationships are in balance like i'm always just giving and listening and providing support but this person is not really showing up for me. They're not really there for me when I need them to be, or they're never listening to me, or they're never interested in in what I have to say. Um, And what this really comes back to is boundaries. And this is something I've practiced a lot. Like I'm open to helping people, but my own emotional state comes first. And I don't always have space to listen to someone. And I actually had a conversation with a friend about this um, because she knows that I am practicing boundary setting. And what we agreed is that she can always ask for help and I can always say that I don't have time or space to listen to this right now. Um, And that that is okay and I think this conversation really helps in that boundary setting because it's generally not normalized in society just say to people that hey I really don't have space to listen to you right now or I I can't hold space for you right now because I'm not in a good place myself um and and if we don't 
have solid boundaries. If we don't put ourselves first, we we often get into the space of like giving, giving, giving. And again, it depletes our energy. <laughs> we're going to feel really tired if we're just helping people, helping people, helping people. And another thing with um, boundary setting is teaching the people in our environment to check in with us before we um or before they they open up about something or before we support them with something and what i mean by this is that um modeling this yourself so before calling or chatting to a friend about or opening up to a friend about some problems that we're going through asking them like hey there's something um, I need support with right now that I would like to chat through. Do you have space to listen to me right now? Are you in an emotional state where you can just be there for me um, for for a little bit, for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour? Or reaching out to a friend and saying that, hey, I'm going through something. I would like to... Um, have or I would need someone to hold space for me and um, I wanted to see if you're open for that but totally fine if you're not in a place where you can do this right now so modeling that behavior yourself first and through that kind of teaching people how you want to be approached too with with problems and and space holding um Fourth example of this is excessively worrying about other people. Um, another thing that I, I'm very familiar with, and I think this became really clear in a work context. So I used to work with loads of different clients. And um, what would happen is that they would open up to me about the performance of their business or the issues that they're going through. Um, and because I was in this hyper empathetic state, I would worry about the the problem that they raised with me and think about it all day. And it was like this all consuming issue that I would just think about and think about and analyze in the evening and I would lo- lose sleep over and and that would cause a lot of stress for me. I also see this in a a lot of relationships where we spend so much time worrying about our loved ones and again there's a healthy expression of this like if our loved one is going through something difficult it's understandable that there's a sense of worry um but i guess what i mean by this is like this all-consuming um worry that takes over our life even though everything would be okay for us and here again it really starts with like us um taking care of ourselves first and then with that excess energy that we have with that overflow we can then extend that to the people around us um and spending lots of time worrying about our friends and loved ones doesn't really serve anybody. Um, and the, the final way that I can think of right now that this shows up in is making 
someone else's emotional state about ourselves. And I see this in romantic relationships quite a lot, but also in, in friendships. So if, for example, our partner is in a bad mood, um, a hyper-empathetic person could, for example, start analyzing like, did I do something wrong? Is this about me? And spend a lot of time and energy worrying about it. Or, um, again, worrying a lot about like, okay, how can I make them feel better? Um, what can I do to make them feel better? And not trusting that the person, whatever they're going through, not trusting that they will ask for the support that they need or be able to manage that thing um, by themselves. Um, and again, with, with what I said about making someone else's emotional state about us and becoming insecure about their emotional state and, and automatically assuming that, oh my God, we did something wrong. I did something wrong because this person is in a bad mood, even though they haven't communicated to me that it would be about something that I did or didn't do. <laughs> it's like our mind would immediately be like, oh my God, I did something wrong. This must be about me. Is this person annoyed at me for something that I've done? Is there something that I need to change? And then we start walking on eggshells around them because we're like, oh my God, this is about me. And then maybe a couple of hours or days later, that person is like, oh yeah, I was a little bit worried about X. And it's about something completely different than us. Um, <laughs> again, recognizing this very well. Um, and what these examples or these ways really come back to is firstly like um, us so over empathetic people or hyper empathetic people um, seeking our worthiness from helping people so our self-worth being tied to how we can be of service instead of an inherent like I am worthy I am confident I am good just as I am I don't need to do anything to be worthy. Um, instead of, oh, I am only worthy if I'm helping people. I seek my sense of worthiness from helping other people. And it's a subtle difference. But what I would say is that when we seek our worthiness from helping other people, it, it's kind of like a, a subtle type of manipulation like oh they're gonna love me they're gonna like me if I'm super helpful and I'm supportive and I'm always there for them um when in fact um our we should aim to cultivate a sense of self-worth that is not tied to anything external um another common reason for for us to behave this way is a kind of underlying belief that the other person, our friend, our loved one, our, our family member, isn't capable of handling this themselves. There's a maybe a sub, subconscious belief that this person can't get through this alone. They need my help. Like they can't handle this alone. Um, when in, in fact, 
like the biggest learnings for every individual and the, the biggest empowerment comes from us going through different uh, difficult emotions, difficult situations. Um, doesn't mean that we can't seek support, but um, at its core, like we, we need to be able to ask for help, the type of help that we need. We need to be able to emotionally process ourselves. We don't need another person to do that for us. Um, or be there to kind of babysit how we're feeling or, or try to feel our feelings for us. Um, so really leaning into that trust of like, this person is an adult, <laughs> independent adult, strong, capable of handling whatever is in front of them or communicating what they need. Um, and a third reason for this behavior often is that we feel a lot of discomfort from witnessing someone who is not feeling good. It doesn't make us feel good when someone is suffering. It's difficult for us to witness someone crying. It's difficult for us to witness someone who is angry. Um, it feels uncomfortable in our body. And this is so common in society. Have you um, <laughs> been with people or, or witnessed your own behavior where someone is crying and we go into this mode of like, I need to stop this crying. Like I can't be in this space when someone's crying, like just stop crying. I can't, I can't be here. And what this just shows is that it's our incapability of, of holding space for emotions. Um, and because we can't do that, we then go into the space of like, I need to change something. Let me make this person feel better because this makes me feel so uncomfortable. Um, and if you if you have that, I again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing or dirty in any kind of way. Like it's so normalized in society. Um, don't show emotions. Emotions are not okay. So we don't know what to do when someone is really emotional. Um, and what I would suggest instead or a practice um, that I would suggest instead is um, practicing holding space from your emotional, current emotional set point. So if you're at a level eight and your friend is at a level two, you can hold space in a non-judgmental way while staying in your emotional state of eight. So I can feel good even though you feel bad. And it's a subtle difference. But when I witness, especially women in situations where someone is crying or is in distress, I just see this shift where everybody just goes down to that level too. Um, so maybe experimenting a little bit with yourself, like how would it look like if I stay at a level eight and I'm deeply grounded where I am and I feel safe here and I can hold space, witness, be in compassion for my friend who is at a level two and let her go through her emotions. Um, another thing that we can do is provide help if someone asks us to, like really um, 
instead of jumping in and being like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? How can I make you feel better? Just being there, holding space and letting the person ask for what they need. So do you need space holding? Do you need a hug? Um, do they need a um, to just vent for 10 minutes? Whatever they need. And really teaching teaching our friends and our loved ones to ask for what they need. It's an important practice. It's like communicating our needs. And I think, as I said, this comes from a good way to, to showcase this is modeling this behavior. So learning to ask for what we need. And, and by doing that, we kind of indirectly or subconsciously teach people around us that they can do that too. Um, so we don't need to read their minds. We expect them to communicate what they need and to trust that their bodies are telling them what they need and they they are capable of asking for that um and then really fully trusting that the people around you are able to handle their situation themselves so i maybe said this before but our loved ones are adults. They can handle their feelings themselves. Getting through difficult emotions is empowering for them. Let's not rob them from this opportunity by trying to save them or trying to um, make them feel better immediately. Like tr fully trusting that they have the tools, they have the capability of asking for what they need um, and trusting them to to be able to handle whatever they're going through themselves. Um, and what I want to say is that in society, it is normalized that if someone's feeling bad, everybody goes down with that person. Um, someone walks into a room who's feeling bad and immediately everybody goes down with them. So it may feel uncomfortable for people, um, when someone then is like, I'm not going to go down with you, but I'm here offering compassion. I'm here to offer space holding. I can provide help if you need me to, but I refuse to come down with you. It doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve me. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it can feel uncomfortable for some people, but again, our, um, our loved ones' reactions to our behavior, if our behavior comes from a place of love, is not our responsibility. Um, and I guess a way to practice this is to become really conscious of how we're dealing with situations. When is our hyper-empathy showing up? Being self-aware of our own behavior, observing our own behavior, observing our thoughts, and um, by doing that, we can then start interfering and start changing our behavior um, in a way that is more, um, I guess, beneficial for us, I would say. Um, I hope this episode brought you a ton of value. And if any questions came up, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. And outside of that, I am wishing you a beautiful rest of the day.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Conscious Conversations with me, your host Pia. I hope you loved this episode as much as I loved creating it. And if you did, please share your thoughts, learnings, insights and biggest takeaways by leaving a review or by tagging me on Instagram. If you want to go deeper, check out my website link in the show notes for one-to-one coaching or follow me on Instagram for daily content. I'm wishing you a beautiful rest of the day and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.